tax tax, which is always exciting. GST reform. That's a great idea. Um, more efficient tax. Due diligence now. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, episode 30 this week. 30 episodes, can you believe it? My name is Nathan Hewitt and we're joined by Letty, Andy and Lisa. How are we, everyone? We're good. good, Nathan. That's great. Now, Taxpayers Australia is an advocacy body for everyday taxpayers as well as tax and superannuation professionals. Our mission is to secure the functionality and fairness of the taxation system and its ongoing. Being your voice in the industry means we can dissolve the technical ether and influence the change that you need. As our campaign continues, we thank you for trusting us with your wants and needs, and we are proud to represent the interests of our loyal members to the industry. We know your input is valued by lawmakers and thought leaders alike. To that end, this month has been a busy one for the association. Each of your podcast specialists here has been involved in some kind of consultation, discussion and strategising. So Letty, Single Touch Payroll, how have you been involved? Uh, Sure. With this. Now, a lot of our listeners, our regular long-time listeners, might remember that at the end of March, well, 26th of March to be precise, we did a podcast about single-touch payroll. So I won't go into that again, but basically we did um, do some consultation with the ATO about this initiative. And just hot off the press, yesterday, Wednesday, 10th of June, the government made an announcement that it's going to undertake further consultation about single-touch payroll, and specifically, having listened to the feedback that it received from consultations like it had with us, it acknowledged that a start date, the start date of July 2016 is simply not going to be achievable for many businesses, especially small businesses. And the government also recognised that there were going to be adverse cash flow implications that need to be worked through. Further, they're going to be consulting about the uh, real-time reporting and the real-time payments because uh, as a brief background, the single-touch payroll rules right now only mandate real-time reporting but uh, real-time payments that we're looking at as an option. But after consultation with groups like ours, the government has decided that the payment should only be, real-time payments should only be voluntary. And so there's going to be more consultation and they're going to um, delay the start date until an unspecified time, uh, but they're going to look at doing targeted pilots from July 2016. So the good news for our listeners is that consultation is worthwhile. So keep sending your thoughts and your feedback through to us. Um, Sometimes these things take a long time, but the government and the ATO does listen to us and good outcomes like this will ensure that things like initiatives like single touch payroll doesn't just get implemented all in a mad rush. Um, but that it can be beneficial for business taxpayers in the long term. Absolutely. Whenever you feel the need to reach out to us with any uh, thoughts or, or comments that you may have, our, our tax specialists are happy to represent you. Uh, that's one of our one of the things that we're proud to do. And now, Andy, the ATO Tax Practitioner Advisory Group, how have you been involved and what's new? Yeah, I attended a, a meeting uh, with the tax office and various other associations last month. And there were a couple of things that came out of that meeting that's quite useful. Um, the first one I want to kick off with, uh, Nathan, is uh, MyGov. Um, we do have we have had some members and some tax agents express that they were no longer receiving correspondence from a tax office about their clients once that person registers on that new MyGov platform. The MyGov, as most people will be aware of, is a whole of government initiative combining a whole a range of uh, government services, and one of that being uh, tax, Medicare, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but what they found is that once a person, a client of a tax agent has logged with MyGov, they've found that um, all of a sudden they're no longer receiving, the tax agent's no longer receiving correspondence in relation to that particular client. So, oh. so 
that that issue was brought up at the uh, at this uh, at PAG meeting, and and DHO is working closely with uh, with associations like ourselves and some of the other associations in trying to resolve that issue so that agents, as and when uh, they do receive correspondence with respect to a client that's registered on MyGov, can uh, get that. Uh, that, that correspondence in real time and, and be alerted to that. So, so that, that is one of those things, Nathan, with uh, having a, you know, a whole of government initiative such as MyGov, you will get some teething problems. Yep. So, so we're really happy to be working with the, uh, with the tax office and, help, and our members in helping try to resolve some of these issues. So this particular issue here, it sounds like it, it would need to be resolved quite quickly. Um, do we know anything about the timeline for resolution on a problem like this? Um, It'll, it'll vary. Um, we, we do have correspondence from the tax office, um, you know, periodically advising us that uh, that they are working on a solution to this. So, and hopefully by the next meeting we'll get some additional feedback because it was quite a hot topic and it did uh, raise quite a bit of debate at, at that meeting. Okay. Now, with the ATPAG group, was there anything notable raised in relation to the federal budget? Uh, no, not not quite, Nathan. What they what they did was they gave a quick rundown on the federal budget mm-hmm. and that. One of the things that, and, and we've talked ad nauseum about this, is the twenty thousand uh, dollar deduction. Of, yeah. um, but um, one of the things they did note was, you know, f- just for people to exercise a little bit of caution in relation to that. So, so, and they did come out with some correspondence. Now we're starting to see legislation come out, but it will take a little bit of time before that gets legislated. Fantastic. But um, probably two other things, Nathan. I just wanted to quickly touch before we move on to to, to uh, Letty again is. Um, one of the things that the ATO is doing also is that for tax time 2015 or for the 2016 year, they are um, increasing the, uh, the functionality of the ATO app. Cool. And one of the things that I think we spoke about this last time is the ability for, t- for you to take photos of your receipts <laughs> so that you can maintain some decent uh, uh, records. So that's that's on the uh, that's on the agenda with the new uh, ATO app. Uh, some of the other things that they're also doing with with that tool is they're trying to mobile optimize um, what they refer to as a business viability assessment tool so that's just to help businesses look at their cash flow look at their PL, look at their balance sheet so that's that's another tool that they're trying to incorporate into to the app so the the tax office in general is moving towards a digital strategy so they're trying to digitally optimize the way that we we do things and they they have a future in which or they see a future in which you know a lot of the things that we do is simplified through the, the technology that's available to us so we'll also start to see some remodeling of the uh, data website ato.gov.au as well so we're, we're working closely to help them improve that functionality um, not only for taxpayers in general but for our members fantastic and i'd just like to say in retrospect that the idea of taking a photo of a receipt is not as strange as I thought it was at first. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be quite an efficient way of doing it, so I'd just like to put that out there. Now, Letty, the Tax Office Open Forum, what's new here? Sure. So the ATO um, has been running what they call open forums, not just in Melbourne, but all around the country, actually. Um, and I represented Taxpayers Australia about a month ago at one of the Melbourne forums. So what this basically is, the intent of these forums is to allow the ATO to share information about matters of key importance and to hear directly from tax practitioners about matters that affect them. Uh, now, the discussion at the particular forum that I went to in Melbourne focused on these particular topics, the future of the tax profession, the services and support for registered agents, the ATO approach to debt, super stream, and there was an update from a member of the tax practitioners board as well. Uh, so 
basically they had um, subject matter experts from the ATO and the Tax Practitioners Board uh, present on each of these topics. Um, I'll just go over the uh, key points very quickly. The, it, it, did, it did go for a few hours and we just don't have that time to go over everything. Thank um, for that. So in terms of the future of the tax profession, a lot of our listeners will be aware that the tax office has now rolled out their reinventing the ATO project, which is a sort of whole of um, ATO initiative. The ATO spoke to 20,000 stakeholders, including their own staff, um, in the development of this project. And through this, the ATO has identified six work programs for the upcoming, well, the immediate and longer term future. Number one is digital services. Number two is smarter data, making smarter use of um, information gathered from third parties. And currently there are about 600 million pieces of this information. Wow. So that includes, for our listeners, that includes things like the data that they're getting from your banks and the dividends that you receive and from your employers and things like that. Uh, number three is tailored services and support, which includes the call center, disputes, audit, debt functions, and so forth. So basically anything where they have to interact with taxpayers, they're looking at um, tailoring those services. Uh, number four, partnering in the system. So they want to uh, enrich and develop their relationships with the tax profession like ourselves, uh, software industry, banks, payroll providers, etc. Number five, um, they're looking at the workforce and the culture, which is why they uh, spoke to so many of their own staff. And number six, um, a future tax industry working group, which Lisa will touch on in a couple of minutes. Uh, in terms of ATO services and support, um, Andy touched on key uh, recent initiatives such as MyGov and, and the app and things like that, so I won't go into those sorts of details, but the, the ATO just alerted us to various services they've got, such as you know the newsroom, webinars, um, the phone line, face-to-face -face discussions, online surveys, things like that. Um, with SuperStream, uh, a lot of our, our business listeners might be aware of SuperStream. Um, it's a reform that's aimed at improving back office efficiency of the superannuation system, which is a very, very complex system, of course, <laughs> uh, and it will impact all employers and funds. So for large and medium-sized employers, uh, it became operational on 1st of July 2014, but the ATO gave a grace period until 3rd of June 2015, well, in, in two weeks' time, basically, um, if for those employers which have shown genuine attempts at making the necessary changes, because the ATO does recognise that this is a difficult change and a costly change, um, and there's going to be a lot of teething issues, so, so they're giving a bit of a grace period before they impose penalties and the like. Small employers are expected to implement SuperStream on 1st of July 2015, and uh, it's expected that the ATO will give a similar grace period and similar concessional treatment so long as you're trying to, your best to do the right thing by all the right people. Um, importantly, for our, um, for, for our listeners who, who, who may have jobs that involve them needing to update the systems, the ATO does have a list of certified software solutions on its website on the SuperStream page, so have a look at that. Um, debt, our listeners are always interested in debt and the ATO. Uh, so recent statistics include two-thirds of collectible debts are owed by small business. The, the total value of arrangements is <coughs> $3.6 billion and over the last two financial years it's, in, it's increased by 12.9% and 10.9% respectively. So the ATO has recognised the need for a new approach to debt. Um, some initiatives include having email and SMS reminders for payments, having a targeted campaign in relation to certain industries and risks. Um, They've recently changed the design delivery of the correspondence, and the ATO has also suggested that taxpayers manage the tax debts 
in proactive ways, so just contact the ATO early, as they say, profession is better than QR, and you can arrange enter into payment arrangements with them um, so that you're not incurring huge fines and penalties after after you missed the deadlines. Um, signing up for email SMS reminders for payments and using um, the self-help tools available on ATO website. Now the Tax Practitioners Board gave an update. Um, it reported that currently there are just over 70,000 agents who are registered, including 40,000 registered tax agents, 15,500 registered BAS agents, and 15,500 tax financial planners. Uh, Tax agent listeners will be aware that um, they have what they call a registered agent symbol and they released that maybe half a year or so ago. And when a registered agent downloads it, it has your unique identifier number it's pretty cool. on it. And so they're encouraging they're encouraging agents to download it and use it on their stationery and correspondence and websites and so forth. Absolutely, why um, wouldn't you? Just as a final note, that there are more of these open forums throughout the year. So look on the ATO website if you're interested in um, attending one. Cool. On the face of it, can I just ask, uh, the Tax Practitioner Advisory Group and the, the Open Forum seem to fulfil similar functions. What are the difference in functions between the two? Uh, I speak about the Open Forum. That's really more. Um, that's, that's really more an opportunity for tax practitioners of any persuasion, really, okay. to um, register and turn up, listen to key updates from the ATO representatives, and to um, ask questions. So it's really more an information session, if you like. Okay. Okay. And in comparison to the Tax Practitioner Advisory Group, yeah. just so I understand the difference. Yeah, the, yeah, the advisory group, Nathan, is a, a, a group set up by the tax office. Um, it's essentially a consultation forum. So okay. the tax office has got a number of different consultation forums and we get, to, uh, we get a seat at, at this Tax Practitioner Advisory Group uh, to represent our members in okay. terms of some of the issues that they're uh, encounter- encountering from their day-to-day work. So okay, so they're specifically asking for the our input. That, that would be the main difference. That's, that's interesting. Great. Okay, moving on to the future of tax profession. profession sorry. <laughs> Lisa, what's new here? Yeah, it's a little bit like that, Nathan. Um, <laughs> so that's a subcommittee of the uh, Tax Practitioner Advisory Group. So we've been privileged to have a seat at that table as well. And as Andy alluded to, it is quite prestigious and you know we're invited to attend. So um, it's very important that um, we correspond with our members um, and we represent everyone effectively or our members effectively in that forum. Um, but that session was very much a whole lot of IT jargon pretty much. So I'll try and um, sort of explain and define what that was. So. Who was in um, this forum? Um, all the usual suspects from the ATO um, that would be at, in Andy's um, APAG, as we call it, all mm-hmm. acronymed, um, <laughs> and uh, a number of key stakeholders, BAS agents, um, various associations, um, one representative from Big Four Accounting Firm, one representative from Mid-Tier Accounting Firm, mm-hmm. and it was all talking about what's going to happen on 1st July 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's when, um, for all intensive purposes, the back end of the way that tax preparation and lodgement software works and talks to the ATO changes. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about jargon. Um, ELS to SBR is the way the jargon gets taught. Um, At the moment when our members basically push a button and and lodge a tax return with the ATO through whatever software vehicle they use, Mm -hmm. Um, it uses this protocol called ELS, which is Electronic Lodgement System to basically send all the numbers into the right boxes at the ATO so they can review the tax return. 
um, on the 1st July 2016, that's moving to SBR, which is Standard Business Reporting. Now that's going to provide um, a lot more input for various financial statements and things like that into tax returns, but what we're really talking about is the protocols changing. So all the um, software providers were in this room, so they're normally all competitors and you know who the usual suspects are with that as well, and they were all talking alike, like when will they be ready to make the switch to um, this, this new protocol. And as far as Erin Holland is, who's one of the assistant commissioners that are in charge of this forum, she said, you have no choice. We're changing over, ELS is stopping, SBR is coming on board. So if you don't have a, so if you software vendors don't have your clients ready to go, you're not gonna be able to electronically lodge. And for you, Nathan, so you know, there's these benchmarks mm -hmm. that um, tax agents need to, to, need to reach to keep their tax agent deferred lodgement. So like if you lodge yourself, you have to lodge on a certain time. If you lodge through a tax agent, you return, you've got a bit of a delay, which yep. is great if you've got a debt because you can delay the debt. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to keep that, you need to have at least 85% electronically lodged. So that's really what the forum was all about. It was like, what do we need to do? How's the communication going to be? Are you guys, uh, in other words, software providers going to be ready you know, at different stages, they're at different ways. They have um, beta testing sites where they're checking all the protocols with the ATO. Um, I had to sign a confidentiality agreement as well, so um, I should only really be talking about what's in the public domain. Mm -hmm. And a very short newsletter came out actually yesterday that basically said what I'm telling you now. Okay. Um, but what I'm going to do for our membership, especially our Taipel members, is I'm going to ask a survey of, of those members for feedback as to what software providers they're using. How many returns do they electronically lodge? Do they electronically lodge? So then we can get the information. So then in these sort of forums, we can ask the questions, hey, ABC software provider, are you going to be ready? Because we've got 20% of our membership that needs to be ready. Um, because if they're not ready, our members then have to think about changing their software provider. And then that involves training, like with any software that you use as well, Nathan, you know, if you change, you need about six months to come up to speed, so you're gonna be as proficient with Absolutely. that software as the other software. So that's really um, what it was all about. Um, in terms of the um, go, no-go position, I think we've got about three months from that meeting, which I went to about two weeks ago. So we're talking about maybe September, that if, if those software vendors aren't ready to go then, or they think they'll be ready to go then, that's when our members need to be communicated saying, you know, ABC software won't be ready, you better think about changing. Mm. And I wanna help them with that communication. Fantastic, that, that is great. Now, Lisa, much has been said of the rapid progression to uh, things like automated compliance. What is the climate like? Are people sort of concerned about the future, people, is it sort of all in a state of flux right now or are, people, are things starting to fall into place for the yeah, tax look, profession? Look, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good question because this is what's coming in play with this SBR, as I sort of touched on, it's going to have other impacts where it might, you know, I think we've talked about previously, you know, get rid of the bookkeeper, get rid of yeah, this and everything right. like that. Um, it was quite interesting, I was sitting next to a previous colleague of mine who was big four, and they offshore all the compliance activity. So I'm being careful with who I'm mentioning here. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is, well, well, what do they get to do in terms of reviewing? I mean, you've still got to make sure the right number's in the right box. Okay. And, you know, as the old adage is, software won't tell you how to do a return or software won't teach you how to do an Excel file. Um, it's very much, you know, if it's rubbish in, I'll be clean with my language. <laughs> rubbish in, rubbish out. Yep. Okay, so yep. it's still really important that um, there's a role for tax agents and bookkeepers and BAS agents, that you still gotta check the right numbers in the right box. 
you know. So what we're saying is cutting down a lot of the grunt work, if mm -hmm. I can say that. So you've got to check that, but also it then enables you to do value-added services to your clients as well, in terms of practice management, in terms of running their business. You know, are there metrics in the benchmarking that we've talked about in the past? That benchmarking data, you can then have that dialogue with your, with your client to say, hey, this number looks a little bit odd compared to, um, say for a hairdressing, salon mm -hmm. compared to the other hairdressing salon I go we better check the benchmarking data and see if you know okay. can be open to an audit ATO audit or something like that so that's sort of the added value that you can get um, by having this you know new technology coming through okay good it's good to know we're not bound straight for a terminator like scenario <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, no artificial intelligence or anything no. quite like not that not quite no. yet <laughs> but uh, we'll see how we go well that pretty much wraps up uh, tax wrap episode 30 uh, as you can see your association is very much at work um we're in the nitty gritty. We're we're in discussion with uh, the thought leaders and and the lawmakers, and and we want to get the best possible result for our members and for the tax community as a whole. So thanks for joining us. Please tune in next week. See ya. Thanks. Bye.